Season 3, Episode 11, A Case of the Missing Brussels Sprouts. And a warning, this episode discusses a fatality. The team lament about the phenomenon of media reporting in an article about the strain of grocery delivery delays. Yet the reason was because of a fatality in a national grocer's distribution and warehouse centre. It's not about the Brussels sprouts, says Alan. What about the fatality? He asks. Trage is infuriated. I've read far too many victim impact statements to take any of this lightly. Sarah presents the idea of a high reliability organisation which is characterised by preoccupation with failure, a reluctance to simplify, sensitivity to operations, commitment to resilience and deference to the right expertise at the right time that is needed. She contends that organisations often rationalise their comfort with average performance by linking their readiness to a mid-par rank on an arbitrary maturity scale. Sarah advocates for think great, act great now by recognising that there are emergent properties of adaptive systems and organisations can leapfrog past complacency and jump into great projects or far more improved systems with the right framework and orientation to success through human factors approaches. Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red, Sabre. We're going to get this started. Yeah. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fetkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. And you texted me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And you presented, it was a link to a really interesting article. Oh, what was that about? Oops. So tell me tell me about that story. There was concern a grocer, a national grocer chain. Uh, there was concern that groceries weren't being delivered. And that's the first thing I really saw in this mm. headline is, hey, we're short on our groceries. Our lettuce hasn't been delivered on my shelves, right? What, short of fresh food. Short of fresh food? Short of fresh food. Oh, uh, mm, and supplies, right? Third world, what are we doing? But the reason was because there was a fatality. So this was affecting the supply chain. Right. So you read a bit out of the, the story. So, so, so hold on, let me, yeah. let me oh, I know yeah. I say this all the time, but we're just working off media reports. Yes. And yes. I've it's done important. some work for that particular grocer and they are very concerned about safety. So I do feel as though this media report is presenting one one view. Tragic death of a distribution centre worker earlier this week resulted in significant supply shortages throughout some states' stores. I'll just I, I leave it I think to... the terrible thing about it is the way the media yeah. has portrayed the story. Yeah, I'm not interested in, in the safety aspect, but there are, there are quotes in that story. About some of the, sh- for, the, for the shortages. Yeah, and the quotes, it was more the words used. Mm. There's been an impact on supply for some products, including fruit and veggies, due to a tragic accident took place at a distribution centre. Mm. Our work teams are working to return stock to normal levels over the weekend. Now, does that that gets a rise out of Trej because he's, mm. see, I think, Trej, help me out. You're less concerned about getting the stock back and more concerned about the fatality. Is that what I understand? Yeah, it, it triggered for me a little bit because somehow that story. But here, it's, we thank our customers. Thank you for our understanding. But underpinning this is there's a death and a couple other people, uh, workers who are seriously injured. But stable. Yeah, I think it could have been reframed. But why are we even talking about that? I, you know, what's it matter whether you've 
can get Brussels sprouts or not. It's yeah, exactly. You know, it's, that's, and that's the that's, point I'm that's, making. That's what got a rise and, out and of that, that's what got a rise out of me. And unfortunately, it, I probably wouldn't be as heightened. But for a number of years ago, there was an airline, and the issue arose around queues. Lines for my American and Canadian uh, contracts. <laughs> Canadians um, might get it. What, what happened in that particular case? So not all the counters were open, so the queues were longer. So obviously, if you roster more people, you know how the story goes. So the rosters were obviously shorter. Counters were therefore, I think, from memory, you had up to you could have up to fifteen at a busy period. So fifteen operators desk clerks. Now we have the machines and we've got rovers and we've got, you know, you can do your auto check-in, you can do it online, etc. But this wasn't that long ago. It was around 2000 and uh, it was like, it was this century. What struck me with that story, on this particular day, a customer, a patron, a person intending to fly, had an event in the queue, Hmm. natural causes, and died. And so, of course, it was panic, you know, fallen, nobody knew at the time. But it was the fact that people were um, walking around or stepping over and still asking, will this delay my flight? And yeah, so am on. I going to get to plan yeah. A and plan B? And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that really caused the workers so much distress <laughs> because, because of this. So anyway, we, it was my point to that was that to me, it just struck me that sometimes humans, that kindness can and sometimes be... You lose benevolence, you lose kindness yeah, benevolence when you're can, so all for the pathological, stressed, for, for, yeah, in all a because, hurry, yeah, because business imperative. All and, about me. Yeah, and all I could think of was because one particular person said, I hope my flight's not late or delayed. And all I could think of was this person. How how did you actually know that that it was made by the so it was an investigation as a result of this and you know there were drafting of improvement notices and so on and so forth but the fact was for me it was I was so disturbed by the fact that clearly this person perhaps it isn't good is a good person but the fact that the immediate thought was I need to get to this meeting presumably a business meeting and a conference and that's just how this article, it just triggered that doesn't for that me. Ha- doesn't that happen a lot even on road delays? I'm kind of like, well, hang on. Mm. Somebody's probably had a collision. They may be having a far worse day than I am. And I, mm. I consciously tell, tell myself, remind myself that there could be something really significant. Mm. And often yeah. you drive past a collision and I just go, you know, peace. Let's be see. with everybody. I wish them grace because they probably had yeah. a worse day. I it relates to work. That's why I'm mentioning work, it. Yeah. So you might be late for work with a delay. Clearly, that fellow was late for but his you, flight you guys to know, wherever. You guys know if I've, I've taught fitness classes for years and years. It's just you know part of my makeup, and I love it. And it's my extra fun unwork away from work. And one time I was teaching a step aerobics class, and right at the end of the class, I was like, "Come on, guys, girls, let's go." We were doing some plyometric jumping jacks at the time. It was years ago, just. For for the record. <laughs> and I do my ACL. My left knee just goes, right? But there was no pain. It just it just collapsed. And so my anterior cruciate ligament gave way, right? I got to pick up my things. I'm thinking, wow, it's hard to stand up right now. I wonder why I'm you know, just blowing up and, and, and I'm getting swelling on the knee, right? And I'm thinking, oh, no, this isn't working quite right. And I think I, I better go check this out, right? So I'm kind of hobbling. And I normally would have taught a cycle class right afterward. As I'm having difficulty going from ground to stand and collecting my things to go talk to the front desk about some alternative strategy, I'm thinking, do I teach off the bike? What do I do? Ladies are walking in. One looks at me, watches me hobble and says, gosh, I hope cycle's not cancelled. 
<laughs> yeah, and the it's love, that. the mm. love, right? Mm. Yeah, now, and, <laughs> yeah. So do you see, but that's why the story gave you that right. That, that's, that's Sarah. That's, it comes that's into context, yeah. and you're just like, no, no, it's all right. I can teach off yeah. the bike. Don't worry, it's, right? Yeah. So and I <laughs> now I've got to be. I've got to. Did you go on I, to teach the cycle class after? No. I taught part, then the reception lady came, and we juggled a few things. Yeah. But I got it going. I got it started. And, that and I have to say, I work with some. I. I, I teach some fitness classes and I have so much support from so many members so I've just got to preface this to say some great lovely lovely folks who got out of the way but this was years ago at another venue where I wasn't that regular there yet and you know it was just like oh Annoyed about just me, right? saying your Brussels sprouts the will Brussels arrive. Sprouts. You won't go hungry. We've got your food will arrive. So we don't need to sort of, I guess, particularize. Look, things are a little bit delayed because there has been an accident. And and, you, you and let's talk about what this. the accident was. The supply chain team member has died. Pallets collapsed at a factory. So we've got yeah. that'll be unpacked literally, figuratively. Mm. You'll probably tell us more once you see the case. Yeah, but unfold. it was just I just didn't I just didn't appreciate that story the way it was spun. Uh, because if you read What's between in the it lines. For me? What's yeah, in it for if you read lines like, hey, it's gonna be business as usual, you'll get your tucker. Things will be great. It'll be fine. That's and, food you know, for my friends you know, in the US. And all I, you know what? <laughs> the first thing that came to me was stop. A person has died. Don't care about your metrics. Don't care about your OHSE performance. Stop, stop, stop. A human being has mm. died. Mm. And that's why, you know, I, I can get a little bit sort of um, worked up. In that You've seen some difficult, lens because difficult cases. I'm the one it's, it's, it's unusual for us to see you worked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one tendering those This is the deer it's, who can, you know, reconciles yeah. relationships yeah. with yeah. everybody. Yeah. What Mine's I'd like to nice say is here you go. Read this victim impact statement, CEO, and don't forget Section 27 due diligence, brother. <laughs> read this. Read the victim That's impact the statement. You you coming out. And then repeat it a thousand Ouch. times, and there might be a little bit more benevolence. That's what I'm saying. Mm. I shouldn't have been so... Uh, Impassioned about it, but here we are. Oh, why not? That's that's, that's in your makeup. It's You've like seen too many of these impacts. You yeah. know the uh, the things. You know, it's always got to be. Oh, how do we spin this? How do we turn this into something? That's reasonably justifiable. That's not someone's died. Stop. So you're talking about the media this yeah, time. Yeah, it was, it was just the way. Yeah, but the, the media. media doesn't have a story unless it's been given some press release and some facts. You can't just simply. Otherwise, there's no truth in reporting. Then there's uh, complaints. Mm. But no, but they were the, quotes. The media. The, um the media puts the spin on the article. Yeah, the media puts the spin, except the words came from, they were quotes. So it may have they come from someone or, uh, you yeah, know, who knows. Yeah, they yeah. would have interviewed, but, but they were inverted commas it's if you look at the report. It's the whole cultural, the system of care yeah. I think you're getting at. Yeah. So whether so we're not doing a, a you know, shift blame here, there. You're no, saying no matter what, blame. the focus, yep. our, our tolerance, our cultural tolerance should have been the focus on the fatality. <laughs> And that's what I'm getting at. Look, yeah. you know, and you come know. on, you're in between. You know what I'm saying, nature. Someone died. You're not getting your Brussels sprouts. Someone, someone could have simply said, "You're not getting your Brussels sprouts because of a serious, serious disruption due to." I'm not a marketing person. I don't get paid enough to do that. But, but you know, the point all, is, you know what I'm talking about. I just didn't like it. Yeah, from, yeah. From a human perspective, not a professional, just didn't like it. 
from a human perspective. You know what I mean? We're humans first, <laughs> pros second. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to start this? We're going to start. So what do you guys think when you think about um, this language, this discussion about high reliability organizations? So whether you're a recreation Ooh. provider or whether you're, you're uh, in safety systems or whether you're looking at safety critical work like tire handling, what's, what's from your legal hat, because you often talk about doesn't matter pointing to the law case law when something hits the fan this we we investigate but if an organization is working incredibly hard to fit the bill of being high reliability it means they're very sensitive to variances that they sponsor projects they they continually look at safety critical events they're preoccupied with it in fact right mm. so they really spend a lot of time investigating all the things that might go wrong and the safe to fail alternative plans they've got good community goodwill perhaps they're doing some some great things for the community does that mm. help with your defense it does it does definitely help so what do you say to that is there reluctance you, you... to simplify and they'll go ahead and get defer to expertise so so we talk a lot about consulting with workers but there's a little bit of a a pause when you talk about co-design because you actually need to defer to some level of expertise. You need some scientific evidence. We've talked about this. And you actually need some design strategists and people who are uniquely qualified in their respective design practice. And each design practice has subcategories of specialization, just like law does, right? Mm. So a high reliability organization, HRO, that fits the bill. And I don't like to... It's really hard because... An organization is live, you know, when you try and do these these cultural maps of readiness levels for change and you do these sort of um, capability scales, it's not binary. It's not just left end or right end and on or off and gradations of readiness for change. A high reliability organization is dynamic and live like a spider web. I always think you can leapfrog and become high reliability quickly right. if you commit and have the right people involved. Yes. You don't have to just wait through, we're this level of capability, then we need to progress to that and, and stay stuck in not doing much very well. It's that dynamic. Dynamic and go for greatness now. Don't wait. Don't mm. think maybe tomorrow. Go great yeah. now. Helen, you've, you you work closely with, with industry. It's do about you see, resilience and sustainability. So things, yeah. so Sarah, I think Sarah has said, do you see those things happening, this real-time active, like, don't wait for something to happen, do it now, like, pre... And don't just think we need, once we have this, we can be a, a, a better organisation, you know? I think... Um, We're not ready to think think in this level. When you look at industry, you've got the full spectrum of um, different types of organisations, but a lot of the organisations I deal with the the CEO and the directors and the general managers, they're all trying very hard to have a safe environment mm. where workers are looked after. And often it comes as a shock when something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, um, this idea of let's High go for greatness now, yeah. I think a lot of them would welcome that idea. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And but does it help they, your defence if they if they have this community goodwill and that they're really spending? So you got prosecutor over here mm. saying, "Hang on, pointy end. I'm I'm outraged. I've seen the victim impact statement." And you have an organisation on this hand who's trying incredibly hard mm. to design right. So and, and they've got an operations. Yeah, to a lot take of the care cases of. that are fiercely contested is where you have an organisation that's trying very hard mm. to have a safe working environment. And, um, you know, the, the holes and the cheese have just lined up and um, mm. um, something's gone terribly wrong. But you said 
trying very hard. That very comforting to hear if you can show that. And hence, you said you're genuinely shocked when this happens because nobody wants their legacy to be, oh, you know, on my watch, these awful incidents occurred. So no, I, I do get that. It's, so that's, it's, it's that's quite comforting. common, particularly with the bigger organisations. If you if if there's been a fatality for mm. the CEO to hop on a plane, might be on the other side of the globe mm. and to fly back to um, talk to the workers that were closest and to talk to the family members. Now, that's, you know, when you look at a big international company, um, it would have very busy calendars and they're just dropping everything to to go and attend on those people. So there's, you know, there's there's people with very strong principles, good principles, who, um, when I say they're shocked, they're genuinely yes. shocked and yeah. genuinely upset. Well, let's talk about another industry. If yeah. I take you on a Fair tangent, enough. talking about healthcare, because mm. I mentioned earlier work design being about service design, and a lot of attention often is on external customers. Mm. So, clients, healthcare consumers, there's a lot of attention on healthcare consumers having the right experience or in a lot of regulations around this, et cetera. But oftentimes there's not the same level of appreciation for understanding the healthcare worker experience. So we can we can internal make it, customer. Yeah, we can make it even more basic than that. Let's talk about nurses. Let's talk about nurses. So um, there's been a it's lot lifeblood. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's, there's been lots of cases Treasure's all around Australia. Nurse. No, she, um, she was. <laughs> she was. No, yeah, yeah, just yeah. getting back to your... This is uh, the second wife. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't have a second wife for the don't record. Listen, don't and, listen, um, And yes. <laughs> okay, so um, if, you, if you think about... <laughs> 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 okay, we can use all these off that stuff. No, 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 it's okay. Back at the Christie. If you think about the nature of... A nurse's job. Yes, it's different to other types of jobs. They're dealing with people who are injured in some fashion or another, and um, who who may not recover. They may pass away. Now that's unlike any other job. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, they're, they're quite unique. The medical profession is quite unique. Yeah. And what we're seeing around Australia is cases where people have not survived uh, their medical treatment or something's gone wrong in the medical treatment. And we're also seeing cases where um, patients are assaulting nurses or there's a concern about patients assaulting nurses. And that's that's unusual. You do get that in other areas, but it's unusual where the customer assaults the service provider. Mm. Um, Phone companies saying. have signs all the time saying, yeah, please, we expect but it's, it's, that. Different, it's different, different level. The, the, the concentration is much mm. higher in the medical profession. I, I've just read a paper from uh, uh, Dr. Jan Golombuski, excellent paper, talking about how the built environment, the design of the built environment can trigger the psychoses. That's, so that's, that's exactly right. Really wrong, yeah. interesting because so much we just think but, of it as an individual problem, right? Right? As opposed yeah. to thinking about all mm. these these design factors, knowledge of the role, the the critical role, you know, nursing plays. Right. So, and also a deep, very a deep, deep desire to to make people well. Oh, the problem is that 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 very strong cultural yes. driver, carer, um, Care. yeah, Care the caring role. the caring role of a nurse 
gets in the way of their safety. Yeah, because so, they might um, they might take risks that they shouldn't take. Yeah. Rather than and, and this is nursing is it deserves the spotlight. I work with healthcare organisations, and in fact, we've just submitted the manuscript for another book in the Workplace Insights series, and it's called Healthcare Insights. And what's yeah. interesting about this, um, among many of the healthcare stories, is we took a perspective from the consumer. So we have some consumer stories. We took a perspective from the healthcare practitioner. So there wasn't blame oriented, but they could explain the realities of their work. And then the work design strategist, what would you actually do practically to solve these real world problems? So it's got three perspectives, three sections in the book. So some of that solving the problems can be really complex. I mean, you were talking Very about complex. work design. If if you have a patient who's got um, some sort of a psychiatric problem, yes. the built environment may have an impact upon how they're responding and how they're behaving. Workflow, and, job design. And we've, we've had cases on that. I think Tracy might have even been one running through before you finished as a prosecutor. Yeah. Um, it was certainly only one that I've assisted with this, um, this. before. But um, should should nurses have a workstation mm. where they can go where there'll be a, a physical barrier between them and the mm. patients? Mm. Yes. Um, yes, which is which is important in wards where you have patients with psychiatric problems of some fashion or another. Yep. Nursing is such a frontline mm. job. Now add to the mix, there is a great deal of empathy, compassion, the care factor is very, very high. Mm -hmm. That in itself heightens, doesn't it, the inherent risk because these workers genuinely want to add value to by, by helping um, mm -hmm. that person you know, get better. So where, where do you see the, the, the dangers? What's wrong with dangers? Oh, there's well, lots, of, lots oh, of dangers. And, and from a legal perspective, of lots of dangers. So Let's start with the um, physical, then we'll do psychosocial. Uh, so we've got the, well, let's just acknowledge the psychosocial yeah. and that's because that's a big it's area performance. for performance that's embedded in yeah. both physical and yeah. psychosocial. It's so, performance. So, yeah, physical is being about? physically assaulted. Yeah. And that ha happens in quite a few areas of nursing. Yeah. Um, you've got system controls to medication. You're dealing with medications. You've got to make sure that that's all managed properly, all documented, Errors all that can happen and the psychosocial stresses from making an error is well, terrible. Well, it, it, it is so easy Interruptions. If, you're, if you're not recording the mm. um, the use of medications to overdose patients. Oh, the trauma. So you, the you trauma. have to absolutely record that. Yeah. And if you have a um, an area where you store leftover medicines, mm -hmm. it's really important that that's managed properly too so that you don't get overdoses. Um, uh and physical, uh, the, the lifting, the lifting, oh, physical oh, the work, lifting. musculoskeletal. Yeah, transferring, helping clients transfer, no matter what they say, it's like a no lift policy, but you're subject to somebody who. Violence. Um, so yeah, got that. So, and, and human, the maneuvering there, humans. Is, so, yeah, if you're, if you're dealing with elderly patients who have dementia, yes. they might slap you. And the performance can yeah. vary. But so even, you know. even abuse you verbally and, and which is, again, you get to the psychosocial. You know, and a so. care plan sounds static, but performance can vary among clients. What what consumers, what medications have they just had? What mood state are they in? What's their nutrition been like? So their their performance can vary of how much they can actually assist you during their own yes. transfers. There's right. also at, a, at an organisational level, and I've had the advantage of reading um, a few files uh where things have gone terribly wrong, there's a lot of pressure from management and management might be highly skilled me medical professionals who've gone on to take administrative roles and they want 
things that place nurses at risk. And regulatory oh, requirements on. are incredibly yeah. challenging, so, though, too. So, the, the you know, yeah. think about the Royal Commission. And I've had nurse managers say, oh, my gosh, we can't do our job because we're too busy always responding to yet another audit. Mm. So they're having a hard time. So I've managed healthcare organizations and I was uh, a young executive in community healthcare and I had spot audits from Medicare. This was in the United States. I'd have Office of the Inspector General. So, you know, divisions of FBI. I'd have company audits. I sometimes had I had accreditation audits to get through. In the meantime, you've actually still got to provide the, the core service. Have you watched and Nurse Jackie? And get through that. Five yeah. audits one year, I remember. That's a lot. Nurse Jackie, have you watched that? Nurse checking? Nurse Jackie. No. Six What's seasons, it? I think. Well, there's another risk. It's, it's worth it? a watch. It's worth no, a watch. It, no, no, for me, it's a my... person who just wants to help. But, Look, and but one, one, of the other, wants to... one of the other risks that you get in with yeah. nurses is then when something goes wrong, where a, a patient dies or is, is seriously injured, uh, the legal profession wants to focus in on the simplistic Individual answer. behaviour. Mm. So we look yes. at that. We look at that. It so happens if, again if and again. If someone falls off a toilet... Mm. And they break bones, and mm. uh, as a result of the broken bones, they pass away. Yes. Um, the focus will be on the nurse who was supposed to be yes. watching them while they were sitting on the toilet. Not the distractions that they had, the system or, of work, the overtime the they were of the doing, toilet. the design the of the toilet, yeah. Yeah. the I access a, of the I toilet. I did a sling one in the, the guilty plea yeah. hospital. My first uh, ruling out was this is all the equipment the nurses had. It was a mismatch harnessing sling to transfer a 91-year-old in a hoist, patient. In a hoist? In a hoist. Now, there's nothing wrong with mismatching, and the first thing I did was get my forensic engineer's report to look at the equipment, and he said, nah, this is brand A with brand B, but that's okay. You can use brand A, you can use brand B, but on this occasion it was brand A and brand C. So the methodology was fine, mixed methodology, not a problem, but unfortunately equipment that these workers were given was mismatched, like inappropriately mismatched equipment. They've connected the hoist with the the sling, so they've clipped it. They've transferred the patient as per protocol. Unfortunately, the patient's fallen out, Mm. ribs crushed, and a few hours later died. I think about just how shattered those workers, those two nurses were, um, because this is the the equipment, the training, the apparatus given, and it wasn't their and, fault. Yet they I, had to bear the burden. And I want to go even bigger than the the micro of that that point in time transfer. Let's go macro. Was was the organisation one that adopted a positive ageing approach? Why were hoists relied upon? Wow. If whether or not good nutrition could be better managed if the idea of really assisting people to perform at their best is giving them movement opportunities, redesigning their days so that they actually could, you know, combat ageism, which often propels, you know, workers yeah, to one, think that these of, people are not yeah, capable. Well, one, of, one of the issues, and it's not just nurses, it's other professions as well, is that we're um, humans are becoming bigger and heavier, mm. and um, mm. it's difficult for nurses to move some oh, patients. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. hair sometimes yeah. is yeah. not sure, sure, but in practice might no. be, might be different. Actually, at first I thought, where the hell are you going with this, Sarah? But now I get it. <laughs> now I get it. It's a good point because this person wasn't. Uh, it wasn't an issue of size. For very small, when I say small, a very light, ninety-one-year-old person. So. 
Yeah. Now that I think about it, I think you need a hoist. Is it re-enabling mm. people or disablement yeah, framework? No, I like because it, it completely yeah, yeah. See, changes the yeah. way you prescribe what needs yeah. to be done it just for would have someone. Been, oh, well, getting back to your static point before, oh, well, it's always done with the sling, hoist, just use it, whereas a dynamic approach... Mm. I've had that where, where care plans say, oh, the person can only transfer with a physio. Yeah. We need to use a, right. a hoist. And I've gone right. with somebody I was caring for and said, this person wants to go and try and go to the toilet. Sorry, we must use a hoist. Yeah. But he doesn't need the hoist. He's showing already he doesn't need the hoist. And we're only going to help him go to the the bathroom once the hoist is available. Well, in the meantime, they've soiled themselves and their skin integrity That's issues. Right. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Hang point. on. Is yeah. it disablement yeah. or ablement framework? Yeah. Right? Are we, really what good. are we talking so, about? Yeah. And then they become more dependent again and, and again. dignity issues too. Mm. I think, you know, particularly for older people, mm. they should have a level of dignity and they should not be left so sitting now, in... Um, in soiled yeah. pants. So now we're talking yeah. about so governance, right, over-regulation, fear-based action versus feeling yeah. like you have a safe-to-fail place place like what happens yeah. if somebody does have a fall if we're going to be blamed i'm only going to use the hoist yeah so what's the culture i'm going back to trade yeah. she loves that social mm. system and then, then yeah. we get what's back the to culture the that the legal system it's going to focus in on blamed. whether or not the nurse has done their job yeah. rather than asking what were the staffing what system numbers of care. Yeah, what's the system and, yeah. and on yeah. that note of staffing numbers so t- i because i do consulting work and research work and we look at healthcare all the time I start to prepare organizations, especially in healthcare, but across so many industries to say, don't think for the next three years, think for the next 10, 20 years, you have a skills shortage and a staffing shortage. Plan in advance. If you think you need to train 10, start training 20 people. If you think that you need to prepare for a little bit of a little bit of technology support, think three times that much technology I, support. I think that's a that's a, a, a really good point because the complexity of what nurses do is mm. it's, it's very complex stuff. The, the doctor might come in once every second day mm. and is only there for five minutes. For the rest of the time, it's the nurses, nurses that are managing that, and that human know, condition. And that know about is that variable human condition, human condition yeah. right? And it's a sustained role. They're having to anticipate things that could be occurring and uh, they're invariably having to make the decisions. You're right. It, it is a, a the pointy end where they're because they are there. That, but, yeah, and that's if you just look at wound management, yes. um, that's a really complex thing, and it's an ongoing thing. Yes, and you need to have skilled staff doing that. Yeah. So yeah, no, you, you're right. So I think that the nurses really bear the brunt, really, of the system. I mean, they are they're the warriors. They, and when, the... when you look at Sunshine Coast, where there's a huge mm. demand for nurses, mm. which I'm sure is true for many other yes. places, but aging um, population, they just there just mm. isn't the numbers there. They are not the numbers. Yeah, you think right. the Sunshine Coast is one of the fastest growing, uh, like Budrum and other places. There's such a huge ageing population, a huge retirement. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all oh, Oh, God, he's so, 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 so,
We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.